Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Will and Friends podcast. Now I've got a list here. This is a special episode exclusively for the Leadership Accelerator meeting down in Melbourne. Hope you guys are enjoying it. And fortunately for all of us, we have got Ben McMillan on from Gold Coast now. How are we doing, mate? Good, man. Thank you for having me on this podcast. Um, it's a Sunshine Coast, so uh, oh. you know, just a bit off, but that's okay. I'll forgive you for this one. I'm not going to lie to me. They're all the same place, but I'm, gl- I'm glad you're enjoying it at least. <laughs> that's yeah, the main 100%, thing. Man. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Well, as I said, appreciate you coming on. Uh, firstly, I'd like to get into a little bit. Obviously, it's a big congratulations. Um, you're running your own company now, which is pretty cool to see for someone that is the exact appreciate same that. age as me. Um, literally exact. Um, how long have you been running Verify for now? Um, we launched, uh, just in, I think it was July, August, um, 2022. So we're coming up to, um, just over eight months now on the Sunshine Coast, which is, um, absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, it's been really good. That's exciting. That's exciting stuff. Uh, how have you found it so far? It's been fantastic. It's, to be honest, um, I think it's, it's been exactly what I thought it would be, which is really tough, but um, like, especially, you know, being our age, um, some huge learning curves for myself as well. You know, I just learning not only how to you know, manage the team, but then also go manage the, the business on the back, back end. So um, it's been, been a lot of growth and, you know, we still have a lot of growth to come over the next couple of years as well. 100%. I like it. I like it. What do you think has been your favorite moment so far in, I guess, the six to eight months that you've been in business? Oh, it's, um, to be honest, I think it's probably, uh, you know, starting to train some of the people we you know, first um, recruit on the Sunshine Coast and get them really good. Um, you know, probably celebrating some of the, um, I guess, you know, the tenure in some of the guys, you know, you know hitting that six-month mark um, for some of the people that we – you know, did recruit on the Sunshine Coast because we took two people up, Ken and Kieran, who are who are doing a fantastic job and, you know, slowly growing their teams as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I really do love celebrating, uh, you know, those those moments where, um, you know, people on the team starting to hit their own criteria, grow their own teams themselves and, um, and really, you know, do something special for themselves within the office. Yeah, yeah. I can completely relate to you on that one. Obviously, me coming down from Adelaide, I remember the teams going over there, but I just felt like I was coming into the company, not kind of really starting one. Um, so, yeah, obviously up in Sydney, making making moves over there, like really building. I was talking to um, – I was with Gabriel yesterday, someone on my team, or at least on Owen's team, who's on my team, um, and he was just talking about it's, it's pretty cool to see that a lot of these people are from Sydney, not from Adelaide and Melbourne. We've got Sydney team now that'll be the exact same thing up in the Sunshine Coast, which is pretty cool. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. And it's, and to be honest, it's actually really important, you know, when you move to a new location, um, to create some local stories, uh, which is fantastic. So I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, some of the people we've recruited on the Sunshine Coast are uh, setting the pace and running some of the biggest teams in the office, you know, eight months time. Um, yeah, which would be, be really exciting. Yeah, I'll be paying attention. I'll be watching out. I like it. Uh, well, cool. Well, obviously, I've been able to spend a bit of time with you in the past, so I do know a little bit about your story, but a lot of people in the room listening to this right now potentially don't. Um, so if you could kind of recap in a little bit of time, kind of how long you've been in the industry, what sort of stuff you've done before, 
kind of how that came about, I think that would be pretty pretty sweet for them. Awesome, cool. So people that you know don't know my story, um, you know, before this, I was you know probably a bit like Will, you know, finishing high school. Um, I started in this industry, you know, just in 2020 after finishing school, and you know, going away for for some people that you know grew up in Australia, you might know schoolies. Um, I had my my you know first interview before before schoolies and. Um, and you know, started the job Monday. You know, after the week that I got back, um, I really started in the role. I think you know, one to gain some experience, but also to make some money. Um, for me, at the time, it was you know, I was doing a bit of bartending. Um, I had the, the option to go do some labouring. Um, but I, there was one thing that I I just really um, I, I think hadn't ticked off at the, at the time, which was you know. I didn't have fantastic communication skills. So if there was one thing I wanted to work on, um, you know, especially before, you know, going overseas, which we'll speak about a bit a bit later, um, it was really nailing some communication skills. So I started in the industry really to, to you know, work on myself, you know, self-development. You know, when meeting with Dan at the pros faculty, I just found a really, you know, fantastic fit. That's sweet. That's sweet. So you started there, so you've been in the industry for – that just, just over two years now. Just over two years. That's hectic. Yeah. You would have started literally months just before me. That's pretty sick. That's cool. Yeah, so yeah, to see how much you develop at that time, that's yeah, that that is really cool to see, especially for I guess the new people in the room wanting to build something pretty big. Yeah, it um, shocks me too sometimes. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool. Good stuff, mate. Well, obviously you talked a little bit about it there. Um, the main things ticking off there, because I got the question of why you actually applied for the Progress Faculty. If I just nail off that, it's you're talking about you want to develop the communication skills, um, you want to just earn a bit of money. Is that kind of the main things for yourself? Yeah, to be honest, like in school, you know, um, geez, uh, <laughs> um, there's, uh, the, to be honest, you know, in school, I wasn't a school captain. Um, I wasn't, you know, a prefect role. Um, I was never in a role where I, I really spoke in front of lots, lots of people. Okay, um, but I was into sport. Okay, my whole whole life growing up, you know, I, um, loved running, loved triathlons, um, and then found a real passion for rowing when finishing school. Okay, for people down in Melbourne, you know, you probably see, see them along the Yarra River. Um, I was absolutely in love with it, and and to be honest, that's where, where I probably spent spent most most of my time when in school. Um, and you know, there was only one moment, you know, where I had to actually speak in front of the school and that was, um, when I was captain of boats, um, and basically I had to, you know, stand, you know, in assembly and, and reach out to the school and say, Hey, can you guys all come along for our head of the river this weekend? I still remember getting up on stage and mumbling through probably, you know, two sentences and, you know, my legs absolutely shaking, um, and getting off the stage and just never wanting to feel like that again. So I think when, you know, getting into sales and marketing, it wasn't just to go make some money because I could have done that through laboring or through bartending um, or, you know, going in hospo. Um, but I actually, I wanted to build myself. I wanted to build my self-confidence. I wanted to build my ability to speak and influence, you know, interactions with you know, people, um, not just customers. Um, and also just work, work along some, some fantastic people as well. So starting off, to be honest, I didn't really know exactly what I was, I was getting myself into, um, but I knew there was great people there, yeah, fantastic mentors. Um, I knew that it was a, you know, there was people that I could trust. And I, I also knew that I was going to get some development you know, really quickly because 
you know, just, just after that first and second round interview, I knew if I didn't even start in the business that, hey, I've, I've already probably gotten, you know, could take something away. Yeah, it's quite funny you say that because a lot of people that I speak to and, and me included kind of stepping in the industry, you don't really know what you're getting yourself into. Like I, I remember I, I've, I've told Daryl this and told many people before, I picked between two job interviews on the same day. One was for Bull Group and one was for a little burger joint. The only reason I picked Bull Group because it said it gave more money just on the ad. And it's funny, as soon as I step into the training days, Oh, I don't know. If it, I don't even think know if Daryl would remember this, but the end of the training days, I literally went to Daryl and I just said, "I've learned so much. If if you don't hire me, that's okay. But can I please get your contact number? I want to make sure I keep in touch with you." And I'm like, even me doing that, that stepped out of my comfort zone so much. I'm like, I did not want to take for granted what was being put out. And I'm like, yeah, that, it's pretty cool to see how. I guess even early on, the the teams, the coaches, the the mentors in terms of the Daryls and that, they've kind of put that work in early to develop you pretty quickly, which is cool. Um, and that's obviously what seemed to happen to you over your first couple of months and that. Um, I don't know the exact numbers for it, but from all that I've seen, you've been able to put together a pretty solid team pretty quickly. Um, I guess, do you know where your team size was, I guess, six months into the industry or a year? Was there a specific number that it was sitting at that you can recall? Um, to be honest, going in building a team, um, I think one, I started off, um, you know, it was probably two months until I actually got my first um, post on my team, which you know, I tell the story quite a bit, but um, I was 18 years, at the time, uh, 18 years old at the time. Um, and my first person I ever trained was, you know, 28. Yeah, his name was uh, Torejva. Uh, a Danish Danish man, and you know, we actually started building our team together. But you probably imagine at the time that it was a, there was a bit of a frustration from both ends, um, which which was quite funny at the time. But um, you know, we now have a lot of respect for each other, and you know, we, that was probably the starting point of um, what we built um, at the time, which was Nordic Enterprises on um, in Brisbane. Um, probably, you know, three months in, you know, we then um, I then personally probably got my high performer. Um, and we, we then started building some really, really high standards within the team, which allowed us to then go um, and take our team from probably three to, you know, eight or so guys um, by the six-month period, So, which was fantastic, you know, doing over 60 sales every week um, and creating some, some, some really good standards. What, took, what, like, what really took us there was probably um, some, some really just setting the pace from the front. Mm, mm, mm. That's cool. So at six months, you had eight or so guys. Do you know where you kind of got to after a year or so? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, there's a few you know few things that happened after that that took us there. But um, about a year, uh, just over a year, and uh, within the business, we got to probably twenty guys, and then before incorporating, you know, twenty five guys doing two hundred sales a week, which was um, which was absolutely fantastic, and. Yeah. Um, that was a huge learning experience for myself being, you know, 18, 19 years old, um, managing 25 guys, but then, you know, also, um, you know, fantastic friends. And, um, to be honest, it was, uh, it was definitely a huge part of my journey and, you know, that experience, um, that I was allowed to, to, you know, receive while at Progress Factory, which has helped me so much when, um, when going and incorporating my own, my own business as well. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, 
pretty cool to say a year or so, and then you're at 20, 25 guys. That's pretty cool. I guess if you want to, you can pair this up as one answer, but if you'd like to split it up into two, that you're more than welcome to. Because uh, I know with building teams, there's different focuses at different levels of building the team. I guess for your first six months, what do you think was the biggest attribute to your success there? Then I guess in the six to 12 month period where it was growing to that 10, 15, 20 guys, what do you think was the biggest attribute to your success then? Yeah, um, I think I think uh, to start off with, um, you know, getting recruitment, you know, building a team of, you know, just three to five guys to start off with usually comes down to how well you are performing, like your individual success. How high is your retail per hour? You know, how many sales can you do on average each day? What's your piece average? Um, what's your biggest week? What's your PB? All those things. I think that really helps. Yeah, I think that really helps get you started. I think that really allows you to start playing the law of averages on um, recruiting someone and training someone. Um, so you can probably imagine, hey, I got to 25 guys, but geez, I trained a lot of people. Um, and I was allowed to do that because I had such a high retail per hour because I was on average doing 18, 20 sales a week um, for a solid you know, three to six month period. Um, and that's probably what got me started. It was really setting the pace. Um, it was what allowed me to get, you know, probably my first two, three, um, core individuals within my team before that we then, you know, went and, and really grew that. Yeah. Cool. So that first little while, it's really just setting your, setting the pace in your own, right? Just setting that yeah. example you can definitely relate to that. But then looking at the next little bit that generating, or building 15, 20, 25 guys, what, what allowed you to build it like that? Yeah. There's a lot of people that get to that bottleneck of about five or so guys. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, and you know, go back on, on setting the pace. I think, you know, um, sales is, is, you know, caught not taught. I think you sometimes need to remind yourself that, um, to be able to create some foundation, go to the point where you are actually building a team of 10, 20 guys. Um, you actually first need to start off with a really good foundation of um, just a small team that can do a lot of sales. Um, if you can get that right, then you know taking it from five to ten or five to twenty, geez, you can do that so quickly. Um, and my whole goal when I was when I was going from probably um, myself to six guys or myself to ten guys was I want to find people that I can replicate. Okay, I want to I want to replicate myself as many times as I can. But I want to find other people that I can then go replicate. Okay. Um, what took me from, you know, five or, or 10 guys to 25 guys, geez, um, there was a lot in that. There was a lot of fun along the way. But I think I, I, I took it um, down to just um, like treating the whole industry as easy, fun, and grateful. Okay. Throughout that journey, um, I just kept reminding myself, Jesus is easy. Yeah. What I do is so easy. Um, uh, I always uh, love the saying, especially with, um, uh, you know, with my team, which was make your current role look sexy. Yeah, make your current role look sexy. Um, so I always looked at the role as being easy. Geez, thank God, and, you know, going back to, you know, fun and grateful. Thank God I don't sit in an office all day. Um, reminding myself why I was doing what I was doing. Um, you know, working with the most, you know, fascinating um uh, you know, inspiring people every day. Um, getting to speak to so many customers. You know, I don't know a job where you have this many, you know, deep interactions with customers every day. Um, you know, the impact that you can make, 
you know, within my team, within your team, but then also within a community. I just kept reminding myself of these things. Um, I think it's really important sometimes um, when you're when you're starting this business and you're growing a team is is not to actually well to remind yourself not to you know go out to impress your you know your employee your boss. Okay, sometimes you should actually be going to the office and trying to impress everybody but your boss. Okay, impressing your colleagues, impressing um, you know the the admin and support staff, um, impressing whoever's doing your recruiting, um, impressing you know the people that you're you're training currently and and people that um, are maybe your peers within the business. I think I did that really really well. I think I created an awesome reputation for myself within the office. Um, for being reliable, um, for for being someone people go to for support, um, for being a really good trainer, but also someone that um, you know set the pace first. And I did all those things. Um, I think I created an awesome reputation, my a reputation for myself. And I got to the point where, hey, people wanted to be a part of my team. Yeah, it wasn't a issue with retention. It was like, geez, people actually want to be a part of our team. It was um, like people were attracted to you know what we were building goals that we had um, the culture that we had um, and it took a it had a life of itself by the time um, that you know that I guess we you know moved to the Sunshine Coast um, which is probably what you know what you know it's probably the reason why I knew hey geez I'm ready to go um, like this team has its own energy and um, you know we still work with that team that's you know still in Brisbane and you know the people that we we left behind that didn't come to the Sunshine Coast geez they are killing it yeah they yeah. still have high standards, they still treat it easy, fun, grateful, um, and they probably have some of the best culture, you know, within the industry. I love that. That's a very good answer, and there's a lot to unpack there, but uh, I'll be looking back on this and reading through that. Yeah, that's that's some very that's some very good advice. Please take away some good stuff from that. That's good. Um, cool. Well, the next kind of question, it's more, I guess, on the mentality of it because – Everyone can be doing well when the stuff around them is going well. No one leaves the industry after they've done five, six, seven, eight, nine sales. But they do after they've done zero. So kind of the question I've got for you, mate, how have you been able to keep yourself so close to your best over the last yeah. couple of years, even with you working so intensely towards these goals? Yeah. Um, yeah, great question. To be honest, you know, it's, one of those small things you said just um, just before, you know, someone doesn't leave after they've done five or six or you know nine, um, they do leave when they're doing zero. Um, I was just reminded recently that um, sometimes uh, we think we're better than we are when we're doing well, and then sometimes we think we're worse than we are when we aren't. Um, we are we're, when we're not hitting um, results, but sometimes we have to just realize, hey, we are where we are for a reason. Um, what's kept me at such a high level for such a long period of time. And I have gone through slumps. Yeah, I, I can't I can't tell everybody that's, you know, watching this, hey, geez, it's all been easy. Uh, there has been a week where I've gone and done, you know, two or three sales. Um, there have been days that I've done zero. Um, there have been weeks where the team's been frustrated and a road trip maybe hasn't gone, gone well. Um, but we also, you know, throughout that, we've been able to be really consistent um, throughout the journey and, you know, when that, you know, I guess when those weeks happen, um, we've been able to pick it back up, get back on track and, and really have some awesome weeks and some awesome months and some awesome quarters and some awesome years. Um, what's helped get me there is probably self-management. Yeah. 
being on top of myself first um, before I'm ever you know thinking about my team. Um, if I've got my finger on off the pulse on myself, um, then something's gone wrong um, or it's bound to go wrong within the team. Um, so I'm always checking to make sure, hey, am I doing the basic things? Am I working out in my own time? Okay, am I spending a certain amount of time with people that um, that really, uh, you know, I guess make me enjoy life? Um, so uh, I always try and figure out, you know, first before going and, and um, ask myself, how do I stay there forever? I go, okay, um, knowing how to get myself at my best, um, who, who gets me there, um, what gets me there, you know, for, for myself, it's been, you know, being physically active every day. Yeah, I know, you know, gym um, is a huge thing or training or, you know, endurance sports for me. Um, like that really prepares me and gets me in a great mindset to actually go make the most out of my days. It's, you know, it's like putting myself in a, in a, a meditate, uh, meditative, you know, state. Um, and then also the people that I surround myself with. Yeah, I know when I surround myself with good people outside of work, um, that geez, I'm I'm just going to be excited to to go to work, and I rem- I remind myself every day why I go and do what I do. You know what I'm building it for. You know for the p- people around me, for you know for family. Um, I I still get to you know enjoy holidays and, and enjoy um, moments around me, so then I, I can you know, go work. Um, work, work towards you know hitting some personal targets um, in my own life. So um, how I do that? Well, then I, I go and create certain sprints that I can go and achieve. So you know maybe that might be a six week block where you know I work six seven days a week every day um, every week for six weeks, um, but then I get to enjoy something at the end. So I've been doing that for a long long period of time, and I think that's what's kept me excited, what's kept me passionate about what what I do. Um, um, what's really allowed me to have like a, a really clear focus towards my my end targets, and my goals. I love it. I love it. Can you give an example of something you look you look forward to? If you're going on a six week block, what's what's the reward at the end? Um, yeah, it's like small one. You know, it might be a, a, a trip away for the weekend. Um, uh, you know, pre booking maybe um, a trip. You know, interstate. Yeah, okay. It might be with partner. Might be with family. Might be with friends. Okay, um, it might be it, you know um, doing something for yourself. Yeah, going and experience something. Um, I know that you know in my family um, outside of work, you know all the presents we get for each other are experiences. You know they're not they're not really things. Um, so you know it's a huge thing that I've always uh, been brought up on, and you know I love going and experience new things. Okay, it might be you know skydiving for some. I know some people in my business uh, uh, are that crazy. Um, but it doesn't matter what it is. I think it's just having something to look forward to, having something to reward yourself for when you when you are doing the right things, when you're working hard, and when you're hitting certain targets. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that's that's definitely something that I find a lot of people could be doing better. I say me included. I'm someone who could definitely is more than happy to just stick with the process and just go for it. But really creating those stories. Like, cool, I'm going to put in the work for this six weeks so I can earn that. Getting something that's yeah. pretty cool and tangible can work really well to heap, help keep you grounded in the times where I guess you might not be as mentally switched on as you'd like to be. So that keeps you close to your top. It's a good answer. Yeah, I it, like it. It, actually, it makes me, it allows me to go make some tough decisions. Yeah, when I don't want to go on road trip for two weeks, but I remind myself, hey, I, I, I do actually have this thing to look forward to. 
Um, you know, I have saving targets. I, I have all those things. So it goes in and makes me allowed. It, it, it allows me to go make those tough decisions when they need to be made. Um, and when you just need to get the job done. Yeah. Cool. Now it definitely seems like you're a man that likes to travel. Um, so that kind of leads pretty well into the next question that I got for you, which is around a big choice that you made. I was going to say a little while ago, but probably a long while ago now in comparison. Um, but obviously you had to make a big decision early on in your career between pursuing this industry and an opportunity over in the U S. Um, if you could kind of elaborate for the guys listening, what was the decision you had to make and how did you make the decision on staying in the industry? Yeah. Awesome. So, um, at the time, I think this was probably one of those like sliding door moments for some people and, and you'll have a couple of them, you know, throughout your careers, um, within this industry, but also, you know, wherever you go, um, and you'll probably have lots of moments where, Hey, there's probably a, a, a tough decision, but a big decision. And, um, and in this case, Hey, um, both decisions were fantastic. So, um, I mentioned earlier, Hey, I was, um, sport was a huge thing for me. Um, I competed at a high level, um, in Australian rowing, you know, I guess throughout my high school years and, and when finishing school, um, I wasn't the brightest kid at school, but uh, I did get a fantastic opportunity and that was to go to, um, a university in, in the U S, um, where I'd row for the next four or five years. Um, you know, get a, a university degree and then come back and, um, and either row or, or, you know, pursue something else. Okay. Um, I started in this industry, you know, thinking I'd go make some money, you know, um, I guess, uh, get a bit of experience and, you know, a, a bit of self-development that we spoke about earlier. Um, but it wasn't until, you know, six months into this industry where I had a team of, you know, a couple of guys, um, I had some amazing, uh, uh, you know, results and I was making some really good money, um, at the time. Um, and I was like, geez, I, I just, I'm just not sure. Okay. And, um, and there was some, some really big conversations, you know, conversations with Dan, conversations, uh, with Daryl, even conversation with myself and, and geez, some conversations with my parents. Um, and the conversations were, were just about, okay, you know, what were the, what were the pros and cons? Um, what were the benefits of going overseas? What were, what were the benefits of staying? Um, and, you know, I still remember speaking to Daryl, uh, you know, a year and a half ago and, and him saying, Hey, both op options are absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, one of them going to the U S it's going and study a degree for the next four or five years, um, you know, and learn from amazing you know, professors and, um, and educators. Or stay in this industry for the next, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, um, start your own business and, and learn from people like, you know, Dan Cross, from Jane, from Kamal, you, you know, just amazing entrepreneurs and also um, just amazing people in general. Um, that was pretty easy. Uh, like that was just became a really easy decision for me. And I've probably gotten to the point where I was, I was probably done with, um, with my rowing career. Um, and uh, I was just like, hey, at, at that moment, if I'm going to stay, if I'm not going to go to the US, then I'm going to make the most of this industry. Um, and that's where I went from, Hey, I've got a team of, you know, a, a cute team of four or five guys. And, and now we're actually going to go build something really big. So I completely committed to this industry, um, decided that, Hey, this was where I was going to go, um, go make my money, but also be my vehicle to, to wherever I wanted to get down the track. So 
travel was a huge thing for me. Um, I did, I grew up over in, in Asia and I was born in Thailand, lived in Cambodia for five years and, and Phuket, um, which most of you guys know is probably a, a holiday destination um, for 10 years after that. So um, the fact that I said no to going overseas, well, it's probably um, fueled my goal um, in this industry uh, to be able to go, you know, run an office somewhere else. You know, I, I've always thought that Barcelona in Spain would be absolutely fantastic. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I know I've, I've run a podcast with a guy called Curtis over down in Melbourne. Um, his goal is to run an office in the Mediterranean because he loves scuba diving. And apparently, that's the best place to go. I, I, I like Barcelona. Imagine just going. Imagine just going to like a Barcelona soccer game just on the weekend after you're working. That wouldn't be too bad. Ooh. I'm, I'm jealous of that idea. I might steal it from you. Um, that's cool. That's cool. Well, the question I've got to back on to that is a lot of people will have to make sort of similar decisions. And I'm not even close to saying mine was at the same weight as yours. Going to the US is a very big opportunity. Um, but for example, with myself, I had the opportunity to either stay down in Adelaide and pursue a degree in engineering, which my dad does, or defer my degree and move to Sydney to try and set up a company. And I know my mum was heavily skeptical uh, and is still asking me to promise to get a degree, go down that route and all that sort of stuff. Um, how do you find it with your parents? Were they supportive from the absolute start? I'm sure they were, but there's always going to be that skeptical side that comes with parents because they only want the best for you, which is normally the safe option. Um, I guess how did that initial couple months go after you made the decision? Yeah, to be a good question, and it wasn't that easy, um, and there was a bit of skepticism, uh, and and it's funny, you know, the fact that they they were a bit worried. Um, uh, I think came from a really good place. They wanted me to have security. Um, they wanted me to have something I could fall back on, you know, if maybe that entrepreneurial journey didn't go to plan. Um, but the funny thing is they both are, you know, probably um, quite serial entrepreneurs and, and especially my mom. Uh, she's been in the fashion industry and a fashion designer since she was, you know, probably 17 um, and still runs her own fashion labels. Uh, my dad runs his own plumbing companies and, and has been since the age of 25. Um, so they both run their own businesses. They've both gone through the ups and downs. And I think when you've gone through that and you've experienced it yourself, um, you probably don't want that for other people sometimes, but there is a huge upside uh, upside as well. Um, so I probably just wanted some security and it was probably coming from a really good place. Um, and over time they understood not only was I making some good money, um, but the reason I stayed in this industry was actually the intrinsic development that, you know, that's not always easy to see. Um, but the fact that I, my communication skills were completely changing, my um, presence in front of people was completely changing. Um, uh, like, and, and to be honest, my, like I, I was having fun. I was, um, you know, especially at a young age, being able to go do some fantastic things. Um, I think they started to say, hey, geez, what, what you're doing right now isn't bad. Um, and over time, they've really come to terms with it, and now they're um, they're the biggest supporters. Um, I, I know, you know, it was a, it's funny that at the time my dad um, had never even met Dan Cross, but uh, you know, my promoting owner, um, uh, but would speak so highly of him. Yeah, would be like, nah, fant- like would, would go out and um, tell people how fantastic this man was. 
Um, so yeah, it, it, it completely changed over time and as they had better understanding and, that, and that's the same for us. Oh, sorry. It's the same for us. You know, I think the uh, longer you've been around this industry, the better understanding you have for the opportunity um, that it can give you. And, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what path you want to take, whether you just want to be in sales, whether you want to build a team or whether you want to go build a career in a business, um, there's something for everyone. Um, I think, you know, I guess I've, I've been able to go share that um, opportunity with them and, now they're really supportive of it. So yeah, it's, it's been really good, but it wasn't easy at the start. It's great to hear. It's never easy, but it's always worth it, it seems. The delayed gratification, it, it's Absolutely. pretty cool to see. It's good to hear, good to hear, mate. Well, obviously moving forward, I like to get a little bit juicy near the end of the podcast. Uh, we've obviously talked about your journey coming into it, all the ups and downs you've had so far. You've obviously achieved a lot, but I know you're definitely like a lot of the other owners in this industry. You're always looking to the future. Um, and on that, what are some of the big goals you've got moving forward? I guess mainly focus coming into the end of, well, not the end of 2023, but the rest of 2023. Uh, what are the big goals for yourself and Verifly? Awesome. Yeah, so um, great question. 2023, um, we've got some huge milestones that we need to hit. Um, you know, we've got some, some work to do go, uh, to go, I guess, hit, hit some of these these big targets um but one of the current ones is 20 guys by august okay that puts us in perfect position to then go um ex execute the, the the big goal which is um sydney by september um so that will be i guess the first expansion but um also move myself into a, a bigger city and you know we'll be a bit close to you mate um and we'll be running a res res campaign uh in city ho hopefully which will be absolutely fantastic I love it. I love it. So you're saying that you could be down in Sydney celebrating your birthday with me. Basically yes, what I'm absolutely, hearing. Absolutely, mate. That, yeah, 100%. 21, mate. So if you need any help hitting that goal, just hit me up because I want to make that happen. I love yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Mate. That's that's a yeah, big I goal. Wait. I like it. So is there a date in September or is it just September? We got September. Um, it's it's September. We've we've put some dates aside for a. I think it's a rising star and a um celebration. You know, night where we go and then celebrate that launch. And, you know, we've got plans to do that with you know two other people, um, hopefully Jack Cantrell and, and Josh Carvey, uh, and we'll see how we go. Uh, but I know that's a, the aim, uh, that's the target, and that's what we're we're working towards this year. So um, for all of us, you know, that's a few deals that we get to put out, um, and hopefully we can you know leave Sunshine Coast in a in a better place, and uh, you know we'll be. I'll be moving my life, and um, I think our next stories will probably be in Sydney. Fantastic. Well, that's great to hear. Well, all the best with that. I will definitely Thank be you. paying attention to how that goes. That's going to be cool to see. Um, now, if anyone has been paying attention to the podcast that I've been running, I always like to finish on this, and it gets a little bit of an understanding of Ben and what sort of stuff he's into. Um, I have prepped him for this, so let's see what he gives me. Uh, mate, I will need a book a podcast and a movie recommendation for everyone from you. What yeah. are they? That's awesome. Um, book, podcast. I, I actually swapped out the podcast for um, an audio book. Why? I, to be honest, I actually, I, um, I'm sorry to say I'm, I have not gotten um, big in a podcast just yet um, and I haven't followed a complete podcast. So um, this might be the one. Okay? Well, I'm friends. Uh, this might be my first one. Um, books, uh, Magic of Thinking Big, 
David Schwartz. Um, I know I've uh, you know, um, read Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, but my audio book would be Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Um, I absolutely loved it. Uh, the sound of his voice made it so easy. It was, it was a bit like going for a drive but listening to uh, watching a movie at the same time. So um, uh, it was fantastic and definitely um, – definitely recommend um movie something to always get me inspired before either a road trip or um you know a, a big week ahead or a big day ahead um in the field is still steve prefontaine um without limits okay it was something that first got me into running and traveling um I, he was a very famous runner for oregon back in um you know the late 90s I'm oh, sorry, yeah, 1980s or, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, but awesome, awesome movie as well. So definitely recommend it. Cool. I might be chucking that on tonight. I've got a, I've got a, a road trip going out tomorrow, so I might have to. I like that. I like that. Um, must be some good answers. I haven't heard of any of them, so that's, that's definitely stuff that I'm going to take into. Um, cool. Thank you. And very lastly, to leave us on an absolute high, for all these guys in the room, we do have a bunch of potential future leaders in the industry sitting in front of us right now. What do you think they need to hear right now in their development? Um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I, I, you know, congratulations for everyone that's been um, invited for, for today. Um, and I think you guys are all in an awesome position, you know, probably rising stars, people that, um, you know, I think – are worth investing in over the next uh, months and uh, you know year to come, which is really exciting. Um, I, I said to all you guys, you, you know, you've had fantastic, um, you, you know, you've been in a fantastic position so far, and the, the fact that you're at an event like this, um, you've got amazing training, you've got amazing resources around you, um, and something I keep reminding myself is not many people in this industry have a skill gap. Okay, not many people in this industry have a skill gap, but most of us have a patience gap okay and the reason why i say that is for everybody sitting in this room i'm sure you could probably say to yourself hey i'm probably not where i i really want to be okay i know for some of you guys that maybe you want to be doing a certain amount of sales okay maybe you, you know you're not just there yet maybe for some people in the room you know um you're a team leader that wants to go to the next step and run a team of you know five to ten people or ten to twenty um, you know, there, there might be even business owners like myself in the room that, um, you know, are running one business, but want to be running money, um, or want to be, you know, running at higher head counts and higher averages. Um, so we all have huge aspirations. We all have huge goals. Um, but sometimes we need to be patient. Okay. Um, I, I keep reminding myself, get good at your current role, get great at your current role. Um, and that's, what's going to take you to the next step strong that is a great way to finish i think there's definitely something that everyone can relate to i don't think there's anyone that is not impatient in this industry it's a good trade to have but it's always good to be patient but on that note really do appreciate your time i'm going to pass on a thanks from everyone sitting in the room listening to this because there's definitely a lot to take away from it um but yeah thank you very much for jumping on board um, and I hope you have a great rest of your time up in the Sunshine Coast, not the Gold Coast. Yeah. Thank you for that, Will. That was fantastic. Um, you know, hopefully we can catch up soon when when we're now when Vera flies back. Well, starts in Sydney. I'm keen for it, mate. All the best. Awesome.
No worries. Great day, everyone. Thank you.